The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You're welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock. Jerry Gilroy from Off the Ball is with me to look ahead to the weekend's uh, sporting action. Uh, when are we going to find out about Owen Farrell? Next next week. Okay. Um, so it's a new panel. Uh, he'll be hearing it, and uh, it's a very difficult situation that they put themselves in because they clearly need to give him some kind of... World Rugby needs to be seen to be uh, overseeing a judicial system which gives him some kind of uh, punishment. But he's also... It's an independent. So, you, you know, how do you influence the panel without influencing them? Because then that's not fair on him. And it's a very lawyered up situation. Yes. There's a lot, there's a lot at stake. You know, if, it was a, if they could find some way to give him a two-game ban for something, but it's very difficult because it's either... It, given his track record of of bans previously, if there is another ban, it means that it kind of, it, it builds up. It's a, an accumulation. Mm. Um, so you can't really, it's difficult to find a two-week middle where it's like, ah, he misses the last two games and then plays in the World Cup and everybody is relatively happy. But it's got to the point now where it's become a culture war. Um, the, the fact that it's all lawyered up and he's perfectly entitled to like the way the system works and Farrell's perfectly entitled to turn up with any I was about to say QC any KC that he wants to turn up with um, is that comparable to other sports? As it isn't off the ball last night they were saying that FIFA it seems to be different it's much more straightforward but I'm I, is it? Uh, well, I hadn't hadn't gone to FIFA in my head I'd gone to the Disputes Resolution Authority where you arrive at your barrister and yeah um, the the DRA sits and they listen they listen like you know, some of the most qualified lawyers in Ireland have ended up working at the DRA uh, and so we as a culture are very lawyered up when it comes to this in in football there's just very straightforward rules we think it's a red card or we don't think it's a red card um, and if it's a red card it's an automatic ban yeah and that's yeah. it yeah um, the the grounds to appeal are far less clear or far sorry are yeah, the, the grounds to appeal in rugby, obviously, given rugby has laws. So that's the, the the original sin here. Now that I think about it, is that rugby, of course, does not have rules. It has laws. So it's highfalutin, self-regarding, oh, and obviously yeah. crafted by a bunch of barristers and solicitors. And so, of course, a barrister at club, the other club down the road is like, well, I'm going to find my way around this because that's, that's what they do professionally. Um, so, I, and the other thing is that they they seem to. It's like uh, we're we're happy to take these cases on, whereas in football, for whatever reason, you never really get these um, appeals anymore. Maybe because they just said that we're not we're not hearing any appeals. Yeah. So it has become a cultural thing. But the GA is obviously like, if you don't appeal, you're stupid because everybody oh, yeah. always gets off. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's it's the rule. lunacy. I can't understand why people would give out about people appealing. You're incentivized to appeal in the GAA. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, they'll say there's loads of ones that are low, ah. low profile that you don't hear about, but they're never for the massive games yeah. that people really care about. So anyway, that's next week. Uh, he will find out one way or the other. Were you surprised Andy Farrell said what he said at the press conference yesterday? No, not really. Yeah. Like uh, People are wondering what we're talking about. Andy Farrell, the Irish coach, his own Farrell's dad, and he had a go at some of the coverage and some of the commentary. Yeah, now, Disgusting, I think he called it. Uh, yeah, the circus around it has been disgusting. I haven't actually seen any disgusting circus around it, but then I'm not paying too much attention to the English Twitterati and what they're saying. Like, um, there have been, Matt Dawson said on our show that uh, he wouldn't let his kids play rugby if this mm. is how it's going to be 
um, into the future. And I can see that too, because like, I don't know if you do really want these types of tackles not being a red card tackle, but if it was a red card tackle, this all would have disappeared. And I, like, I guess you hope Andy Farrell's not getting too distracted by it and I'm sure he'll park it very quickly. But he is his da. Like, at a fundamental level, if your son is being yeah. torn apart by the media, you're going to be saying, this is, stop it. Like, um, Ireland are playing England. We are. Um, but not Owen Farrell. Uh, but not Owen Farrell tomorrow at half five in the Aviva. Um, so, what can we expect from this game? Like, what should we be looking out for? Well, we've picked a really strong team. Yeah. So, we need to win. Yeah. I, I've never and really thought talking down this English team. Yeah. And I, we've we've sent out our world beaters. I've never thought that any of these games mattered in the past, but then obviously uh, four years ago we got spanked by England and it wasn't our strongest team, but it was the second defeat in a row to England in the space of three or four months where they had physically absolutely annihilated us. So if England were able to do stuff to us that they have not been previously able to do, that would cause significant doubts in Irish heads. It shouldn't happen. We should play well. We should play well enough. There'll be handling errors you would but expect. it's kind of lose-lose, isn't it? I mean, we win the game and people just say, well, this English team are rubbish. I think from the coaching perspective, you lose and it's if you win the game and you play the patterns that you've established over yeah, the okay. last three years, if they emerge and if the partnerships at nine and ten work, if the, the back three understand what they're supposed to be doing, if the defence doesn't fall off tackles or doesn't come out of their shape, then you're like, Grant, it doesn't matter. But if they're doing stuff that's wrong, yeah. then it does matter. I guess so, could you just not have played a different team? Is <laughs> what it comes down to. Well, I, you want to play some good teams to get a little bit battle hardened, like yeah. So we have, but you don't want to play one that the loss has the potential to kind of infect the psyche. Yeah, and there's there's only a handful of teams. There's only a handful of teams in rugby. It's the problem with it. Hey, anyway, um, there's only a handful of teams. Officer down. That, um, where that's that's a potential pitfall. It's true. Like having said that, if Italy beat us or Scotland beat us or Wales beat us, we'd be obviously we couldn't play Scotland because we're in the group with them. Mm. But I think the way the the, the the system is is lining up, we've got a Romania game, which is essentially a warm up, and then we have Tonga, which we need to be physically ready for. Yeah, and then we have South Africa, and then we have Scotland. So they need a game now where everybody feels okay, we're fit and we're well and we're ready to go. And the obvious other problem is um, Roman Entomac is out of the World Cup with yes. his uh, ACL last week. The game is incredibly attritional. They're they're taking it seriously. And that would be my other concern is that England are a team of big bruisers and brutes who who could well end up injuring some of our players. So mm. um that is tomorrow at half five. Um Mason Greenwood, uh, what's the situation? This is a story we haven't covered on this show. So give, give us a bit of the background. There'll be lots of people listening now, not fans. Um won't know. An audio tape emerged where uh, a woman's voice and a man's voice were heard and it was alleged that the voice on the audio tape was Mason Greenwood and uh, there was a sexual assault happening. And subsequently, pictures emerged of uh, the woman who was said to be on the tape with a bloody lip and this was Mason Greenwood's girlfriend who um, put the picture up Mm. of her. Um, Subsequent to that... Manchester United suspended him. He was dropped by his sponsors. Uh, however, he obviously has a, a he's a footballer, he's a contract, so there's four years of contract. And the Crown Prosecution Service took a case against him. Mm-hmm. That case was dropped this year. Uh, in the dropping of the case, they said 
uh, the witness was no longer willing to uh, cooperate and other information that was not in the public domain meant that uh, uh, securing a prosecution was unlikely. Subsequent to that, nothing happened. Yeah. Uh, Now, we are given to believe that uh, Mason Greenwood and his then-girlfriend have subsequently had a child and are together. Uh, Manchester United have taken that piece of information, I think, and what they say is other information, and they have apparently told their senior executive team that they would be reintegrating him into the uh, first team squad. Mm. They didn't do it when they said they were going to do it. They So the Athletic reported that, that they had told their senior executive team that. Um, they then issued a statement saying, oh, we haven't made any decision yet. Uh, we're waiting for the women's fo- footballers who are at the World Cup to come back to brief them on our plans. The Manchester United players yeah. in that squad. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it seems like they had made their mind up that they were going to put him back in the team and back in the squad. And uh, there's been a backlash, as you would expect. Um, because really, if you listen to the tape, you can't unhear it. And I don't know how anybody would really want to share a dressing room with Mason Greenwood or play with him or help mm. him to succeed in life. Unless, you know, there is a moment in his life where he has um, paid a price for this and uh, and rehabilitated himself. Because, I, you know, I think we should all maintain some belief that rehabilitation is possible. Yeah. Anyway, the official situation is that that, thing, that decision is long-fingered for the moment. I think it's fairly imminent that they're going to try and... And, and bring and, him back. Yeah. Now, it depends on how severe the backlash is. Bear in mind, the Glazers are trying to sell the club. It's probably... It, it could be a really bad thing or it could be a really positive thing for them if there's like a massive interest in the club and then they sell. You know, I don't think it's going to have yeah. any impact on the, on the selling price, but like... Um, it's probably better for Eric Ten Hag, who seems to have, have been in favour of this. Or certainly mm. has not come out and said he, he shouldn't come back. Because if he said he wasn't coming back, then, yeah, you know, players fall out of favour of managers and contracts are terminated all the time. Yeah. So you would say that he is somewhat in favour of it, or certainly seems to be somewhat in favour of it. Um, again, just to specify, he hasn't said that, but it certainly comes across that way. Um, people would be wondering why we're talking about that. Uh, element of football and not the actual Women's World Cup uh, we had quite a lengthy preview of it actually if you've just tuned in uh, about half an hour ago on the show and it's up it's as a podcast it's on the News Talk app so you can listen to it in detail and sound like an expert uh, at the weekend uh, before you go though Ger, uh World Athletics Championships yeah right? yeah this, this, is, this is your your bailiwick um, yeah so it is a very very it's a it's a very strong Irish team but uh more strength and potential probably still. You know what I mean? When you look at even, you know, Rashida obviously gets all the kind of attention at the moment, but a lot of the middle distance runners as well, the men, Nick Riggs and everybody else, I mean, they're probably not there yet. Kieran McGee yeah, these, has they, a chance. are running at under 20s. Yeah, sorry. Kieran McGee, the, the, the old names are still there, like, you know. This is her best chance, I think, of a, a medal at a, a major non Commonwealth Games her form has been absolutely phenomenal Sarah Lavin's form as well in the hurdles like given the year that she's had as well in terms of personal tragedy and everything yeah um, I mean whatever about a medal she will certainly be eyeing Derville's national record uh, at the Worlds and, and I don't know enough about the, the speed she's running at the moment do you think she's yeah, oh yeah, she's it? closing in on it. Right. Yeah, kind of incrementally getting closer and closer. She won't smash it the way Rashida <laughs> smashing national records, uh, but she might just about shave 
a tenth of a second off it. They're all on telly this weekend as well. So it's uh, on Virgin, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's all that. It's the rugby. It's the World Cup final on Saturday. You'd miss an old big GA match in the middle of you would, you would, August, you would. Ah, but listen, can't listen. mention that. You can't mention the war. Anyway, Jerk Gilroy, thank you very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.